Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. Hey, Ani, how's it going? Oh, so- <laughs> get it together, Newell. <laughs> so wheezy. I, I, I know, and so am I. Oh my gosh, why am I like slap happy right now? Because you had a big weekend. Yeah, I just came back from Houston, Texas. You were at a wedding? I was, and it was, let me tell you, it was the best wedding I've ever been to. The, it was just like this beautiful ceremony gorgeous area i've never been to texas before and i mean it was fine (laughs) and i haven't actually seen this friend who was getting married for like over five years and um so i was really honored that i was like invited (laughs) to her wedding and i never met her now husband but from what i can tell they're like the perfect match oh the like reception was so much fun dancing ugh let me tell you i mean <laughs> my knees hurt so much <laughs> from you know bouncing up and down you know when you're old when you come back from a wedding and your knees hurt <laughs> i know yeah it made me think a lot about weddings and like my wedding because obviously that's <laughs> in the books <laughs> it's a uh, schedule explain to the listeners you're not married right now no I am not, and there's no prospects at this moment, but I'm getting more and more ideas about what my reception's going to include, and one thing, it's not going to include, girls just want to have fun as a dance song. Ew. Can you imagine? I don't want to say ew, but... But also, ew, that's a great karaoke song. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. but not on a dance floor. Like, what? I come home in the morning, I mean, it's like, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) mime dance i don't know anywho how was your week you want to know what i did this week Ooh, tell me i was sick all week (laughs) did you take any days off yes i took tuesday off and then i worked hmm, i worked on wednesday from home Mm. Mm -hmm. but technically we're not supposed to work from home but I was like what am I gonna go to my office drive all the way up to where I work and then come just work in my office I got so much stuff done on t- on Wednesday so mm-hmm. anyways yeah what else happened a bunch of my coworkers took me out on Friday so that was fun oh cool I was worried about how many people were gonna be there because you know anxious and so I <laughs> said to my coworker, I'm like hey I know I don't know if this is a surprise or not but I uh, can you just tell me how many people are going to be there? And he said 18. And I went, what? And I and then he said, yeah, and a bunch of people from the district office. And I went, what? And then he's like, it's a joke. Made a face. Yeah, obviously. I'm an idiot. It was like eight people. It was all the people that I like and work with. So it was really fun. That's so nice. Yeah. So it, it was. It was a nice, nice little weekend. On that note. <laughs> 
Brittany, tell us, uh, tell us about, I'm so excited about today's episode. So, um, hit it. (laughs) Okay. So I know I really got into it this last week or the last episode, uh, but we will be discussing Pen15. Anna Marie, as long as you've known me, how many times would you say I've watched Pen15 all the way through? Oh, I love estimating. I would say, I want to say like six times. I would say that's an understatement, but also (laughs) not bad. I love this show. This show is on Hulu. Mm -hmm. It was originally released on February 8th, 2019. And I watched the pilot episode, and then literally watched the whole series in one sitting. But it is my favorite show. I've had you watch it. Yeah. And you liked it. I did. And I mean, but even more so, I watched it with you, which just adds to the whole experience. It adds to the whole experience because I can quote it forward and backwards. Yep. But if you aren't aware of what Pen15 is, well... When you would say as a kid, hey, you want to be in the Pen15 Club, and somebody would say, what? And then you would write Pen15 on someone's hand, and it looks like penis. Did you have people write that on your hand? Yeah, that was like a thing. You just didn't, you're like, oh, I'm in the Pen15 Club, but it's like penis. It's very stupid. Okay. That never happened to me. What I love about this show is they don't, they don't talk about it at all. Yeah. Like that's not a part of the show. So Pen15 was written and created by Maya Erskine and Anna Conkle. And also one of the creators, his name is Sam Zebelman. But the three of them wrote and directed almost all of the episodes through the two and a half seasons that the show ran for. The tagline, I found this on IMDb and I'm not exactly sure if this actually is the tagline or <laughs> if this is just something that it was put in. But it says there have been some developments. (laughs) Do you think that's the real tagline? What? No, there's no way. Okay, but then it says, you know, the comedic story of middle school seen through the eyes of two seventh grade girls dealing with the awkwardness of being a teenager. Again, that's what this whole show is. I think what makes this show so amazing is Anna and Maya portray their 13-year-old selves back in the year 2000. So picture butterfly clips, cargo <laughs> pants, gel pins, and lots of angst, like so much angst. So they are portraying their 13-year-old selves back in the year 2000 in the seventh grade. All of the other students are actual 13-year-olds, and it is such a brilliant concept for a show. How old were you in the year 2000? Um, Like eight or nine. What? Eight or nine. Eight or nine? Yeah. (laughs) I forget that I'm a lot older than you. I was in ninth grade. (laughs) Okay. I was, it was, I guess, fourth and fifth grade. So I was in ninth grade. So I was even older than they are portraying. But Mm -hmm. I think what's so wonderful is there's just such a nostalgia for that time period, even though it was just the worst. I don't know about you. I hated seventh grade. Yeah. It's hard. It's, I, it's hard. Should we talk more about the cast and then we'll get into the plot? Yeah, let's do that. (music) 
We'll talk about the cast now. So in the pilot episode, they don't introduce all of the characters that are really great in the show. For example, mm-hmm. Maya's dad is played by, uh, what's his name? Richard Karn. Richard Karn. <laughs> Al Borland from Home Improvement. <laughs> but he doesn't come in until like the fourth or fifth episode. Uh, and so, and we don't see Anna's parents at all, but they're really prominent characters. But anyways, in this pilot episode, we have Maya Ishii Peters, who's played by Maya Erskine, who is a half, she's half Japanese. Her mom is, is from Japan and her dad is white. And uh, she has a bowl cut and low self-esteem. <laughs> and she just wants to be popular. And is also, this kind of comes into, not this episode, but she's got some uh, some insecurities around being poor, mm-hmm. which I have always Related to. Uh, appreciated. Yeah, and related yeah. to that, you know. Mm-hmm. Me too. We have her best friend, Anna Cohn, who's played by Anna Conkle, who's kind of this awkward, barely able to wear a bra, um, uncomfortable <laughs> best friend of Maya. What else would you say about Anna? Okay, when I'm watching the show, she seems more of like, kind of like a follower. Like, it seems mm-hmm. as though Maya instigates a lot of things, and then Anna is just 100% behind her yeah. in everything. Yet there are times when she will push back or like actually add her own opinion. Yeah. But man, she, they just love each other. There's just this yes. like unconditional love in this friendship. And it's so fun to watch. And it like, I just, I want that now, even though yeah. like I'm not in seventh grade. So I just, yeah. They're really awesome. I think it's the best depiction of what it was like to be a young, barely teenage girl who wasn't popular, who wasn't like super out there. It just reminds me, it's kind of a bittersweet friendship. Like I had several best friends in middle school and high school who I no longer talk to, Mm -hmm. but they were my like ride or die, which I mean, like we were nerds, so there was no riding or dying, but like... (laughs) But, you know, just this trying to talking about boys and crushes and and being insulted and and having someone's back. And it's just this like beautiful, well-depicted and just raw friendship. And they're not Mm -hmm. perfect. And I think that's what's so great about those two characters. We do in the first scene get introduced to Maya's mom, uh, Yuki Ishii Mm -hmm. Peters, who's actually played by Maya's real life mother. And her name is Mutsuko Erskine. And then we have her brother, Shuji, (laughs) who is like one of my favorite characters, played by Dallas Liu. And then we're introduced to one, I think the best character of the whole series is Sam Zablowski, who's played by Tosh Cross. Yes. And he apparently is the fictional version of the other creator sam um Zebelman. oh really so a lot of on-screen sam is from the director's like uh-huh. own experiences i'm not gonna go through like the rest of the cast because most of them are probably people you've never heard of but i just think that they casted these teenagers to perfection mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I- we all knew the popular girl and she was beautiful and perfect and kind of nice. And then she has her toady friend who's like the worst and, and then just the awful boys that everybody had crushes on. Like they cast these kids who are clearly Gen Z kids and yes. dress them in these 2000s, late 90s styles. The Adidas <laughs> shoes with the three stripes on the side. Like that's just these like tiny little things. So anyways, yeah, that's kind of the cast. Do you have anything... 
that you think about the characters in the cast before we get into the plot that you particularly like? Yeah, well, I mean, you mentioned Maya's real mother is playing her mother. And I just think that is adorable. Yeah. Her character is just so cute and sweet, very motherly. She cares a lot for Maya, but then like she has her own life, you know, and her own struggles. You can tell there's obviously like a real connection between Maya and Yuki. Even if I didn't know that, you know, even if I didn't know that she was her real mother, I'd think, oh, that's like a, (laughs) that seems like a normal relationship between a mother and daughter. Um, But I just love that little fact, that trivia that they are mother and daughter. While I was watching this pilot episode again, I was thinking about these young kids who, I mean, you said 2019. Yeah, they're definitely Gen Z kids and yet they're being told to kind of act like it's 2000s and then there are these what 30 something year old women actors creators of the show who lived those times you know and so like they're really leaning into what it was like for them what it was like for us with the clothes and the acting and I just like thought I'm like I wonder what the little kid actors Mm -hmm. are thinking are they like Mm -hmm. 2000 was weird. (laughs) I read some articles that, you know, the girl who plays Becca and I like despise that character because I knew so many Beccas, Mm -hmm. but that, that actress is actually super sweet. She mentions a lot about how they sometimes would forget that Maya and Anna weren't 13 year olds because they would really transform. Okay. Well, do you, let's go through the the plot. What happened? Okay. So, (laughs) Picture opening scene. You've got, is it Mandy Moore Candy? Yes, it is. Playing. Yeah. And Maya and Anna are on the phone and they're looking at this yearbook and they're talking about all these changes and it's going to be their first day in middle school. And Maya asks Anna, which is such a like leading question, like, do I look the same as I did last year? And Anna says, no, of course not. Like, you look beautiful. You always are so beautiful. But they're just like mm-hmm. talking smack about all these people. And you're you kind of don't realize that you're being introduced to the yeah. cast through this. Mm-hmm. And I really love that. So I think that my favorite part about that conversation is when you hear the internet dial tone because <laughs> Maya's brother picks up the phone and that is yeah. so relatable. Like <laughs> that was before the times when you had like a, a separate like telephone line for your yes. internet and mm-hmm. she's like, Shuji, get off the phone. And then it goes right to the opening. The <laughs> opening credits have got to be Probably the best. Yeah. I mean, it's Bikini Kill, this punk rock girl band, and it's short stills of actual pictures of Maya and Anna when they were teenagers. And then it goes to the first day of school. And Maya's... Wait. Wait. No. It's not. that. You're right. Yeah. In the middle of the night, (laughs) the middle of the night, Maya, like, gets out of bed (laughs) And it's so weird. She's almost like a little zombie. She like walks to her mirror in her room, looks at this magazine. Is it Sarah Michelle Geller? It is Sarah Michelle Geller. And then she picks up these scissors and she starts cutting her own hair like piece by piece. Okay. I need to tell you that my sister, <gasps> Ashley, 
will make fun of me to this day because I used to cut my own hair all the time. Like I would make myself like give myself bangs and just cut my hair shorter. And I was not as bad as Maya, but I definitely (laughs) wasn't much better. (laughs) Yeah. So that was very relatable as well and very funny. So then she comes into the kitchen the next day and you just hear the mom say, it's awful. (laughs) She's like, it looks dumb. It looks odd. It's uneven. Yeah. And so then she says, I'm going to fix your hair. Sit down. And then she grabs a bowl. And Maya's like, wait, what are you doing with the bowl? <laughs> not like not like you've done before. Okay, mom. <laughs> That's my favorite. Hold still. She puts the bowl on her head. And then the next thing we see is she's standing with her brother waiting for the carpool to come. And she's yeah. got a bowl cut. Straight up bobbed completely awful bowl cut i mean it's like john lennon (laughs) it's like a beatles (laughs) it's like a beetle yeah oh my gosh so the car pulls up and it is anna and her mother her mother's Mm -hmm. driving and in comes shuji and then maya pops in and it's like hi good morning and then anna is just like oh my gosh your hair and then Maya you know wanting some sort of comfort or validation and Anna immediately like without hesitation is just like it looks so good you look beautiful like I love it which hi we all know it's terrible and so right then I mean even before you know Obviously, we heard the phone call from the night before, but like then you know what type of friend Anna is, right? It was just like, that's the perfect depiction. I mean, it really shows her character and their relationship that she's like, she's going to support her yeah. even when her hair looks so bad. <laughs> I also love when she goes, I was I was going for Sarah Michelle Geller, And she goes, mm-hmm, that's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. And then we're introduced to the tender, lovely Sam Zablowski. They pull up and he automatically goes, Maya, what did you do with your hair? <laughs> but he says the F word. <laughs> and then she's like, what? And he's like, it looks horrible. What did you do? And she's like, you, mm-hmm. you told me it looked good. <laughs> they get to school and they take their first step together for their first day. They want to go through all their firsts together for seventh grade. As the series goes on, you start to see a development of like the depth of their friendship and the loyalty and even the things that they struggle with. It's just so wonderful. Anyways, they go into their first class and I think it's like homeroom, right? It's like, hi, welcome to school, August 28th, 2000. And taking attendance. So we're kind of seeing these kids present. (laughs) And then there are the boys in the back of the room. And these are the ones that both Maya and Anna have crushes on and literally like the whole time Anna just keeps asking Maya is he looking at me is it Brandt it's Alex oh Alex like is he looking at me and so then Maya just kind of like turns around and she said no (laughs) yeah she's like "Uh, he's probably just gonna look at me later No, he's hitting Brant in the balls. <laughs> That's my favorite part too. It's like, oh, okay. and it just it took me back to like teaching seventh grade, and I said, oh my gosh, even in two thousand whatever twenty something, uh-huh. like it's seventh grade boys are still gonna hit each other everywhere. 
Look, I, my sisters both work, two of my sisters work in middle schools. And then I often am in the middle school because hello, lots of behaviors in middle school. Mm -hmm. And every time I go in, I'm like, yeah, things have kind of changed, but not really. Like it's part of child Mm -hmm. development, right? Like this desire that you're the center and everybody knows what's happening and everybody can tell if something's wrong and kids are mean. They're still mean. And I just, I think about that and like the stress, like I did not like middle school and I don't know many people who did. And it was, I think that what they do really well is just depict the like grittiness of middle school while also capturing the nostalgic, really sweet moments as well. Mm -hmm. So as they're walking out of their first class, they start seeing all these signs up on the lockers that says, Brant loves Maya. Dustin loves Maya. So they're of course like super excited. And Anna's like, oh my gosh, it's happening. Like you're going to get a boyfriend. They both love you and they're friends with Alex. So like we can go on double dates if you pick one. (laughs) And then the popular girls call Maya over. And that's one of my favorite things where Maya's like, come with me. And she's like, they didn't, they didn't say me. They didn't say me. Like Anna stays back. Like she doesn't go with her. And they're like, I can't believe that Dustin and Brant, can you believe that? And they're just like, clearly there's something else going on, but you don't realize it at that exact moment. Yeah. And anyway, so they go to their next class. Wait, wait, first of all. (laughs) So Maya and Anna, they're in their class. They're sitting next to each other. They're talking. They're like chatting. And then the teacher is like, little boy, little boy, young sir in the Care Bear sweatshirt. And then this other boy, what's the other kid's name? Jafir. Jafir. Okay. He's like, uh, she's a girl. And she's like, can you come up and tell us something that you did this summer and so then maya goes up and she's like um one thing i did this summer was watch ace ventura pent detective on repeat like six times and then she proceeds to do this impression of him like ace ventura pent detective it like it is perfect that is like maya doing her thing in front of everyone and that's this moment and like everyone's laughing and of course Anna like from the beginning yeah. is just laughing like Maya is the funniest person in the world but even like you know Brant is in the back <laughs> laughing yeah yeah um the kid that Maya likes and and I was so when I watched this I thought I mean Brittany, you already mentioned Maya has, you know, some insecurities. And, like, we can Mm -hmm. already see that in this pilot episode. And, of course, it, like, continues throughout the whole series. But then all of a sudden, she's, like, comfortable enough to do, (laughs) like, a Jim Carrey impression. Like, (laughs) the the instant replay, you know, scene or whatever. In front of all these kids. In front of, like, the boys that she has crushes on. And I just think... At first I thought, okay, mm, is her character, like inconsistent and then I thought no that is like middle school right there you're like figuring out who you are but then who you want to be and but then there's still parts of you that right you want to let shine or you like you're really proud of and you want to share whether or not people accept it and so (laughs) I just absolutely love that scene I do too for so many reasons I remember doing silly stuff like that I mean, I was a lot more shy for other reasons, but like, Mm -hmm. yeah, just with my friends, like making dumb jokes and it's not funny at all, but they laughed hysterically, you know, and you're like, okay. The next scene they're debating 
on whether or not Maya should like ask out Brant or if she should ask out Dustin. They're in gym. And like, I think that the best trope through the whole series is there's a song that plays anytime Anna looks at or talks about Alex. And it's, I don't even know what the song is, but it's like angels singing and it's always like him and like wind blowing. And I'm telling you, the the way they cast this kid who plays Alex, I remember my friend talking about it the first time we saw it. And I was like, is there a better the boy everybody loves? Like he's got the shaggy blonde hair with like the... Mm -hmm middle part and he's like kind of tan coming out of summer it's just like so perfect he has no personality at all like that's the classic guy that people had crushes on at that time you know it's like beautiful Mm -hmm. but like a plastic piece of styrofoam (laughs) basically with no personality pretty much so anyways brant comes and sits next to maya and then maya (laughs) looks at the back of his neck and she's like like that's what is like the thing that turns her on. And that made me laugh so hard because, okay, vulnerable moment. I had a crush on a boy and I remember like being obsessed with the way his hair curled behind his ear. Is that not like so stupid? But I'm like, how do they, am I the only one who had that? No. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm so glad you're talking about this because first of all, I paused because I was laughing so hard when like the camera is just zooming in on the back (laughs) of this kid's neck. It is a 13-second segment. (laughs) I timed it. And you can just see Maya, like, mesmerized by, like, the back of this skinny boy's neck. (laughs) And, hey, if you know, you know. That's another thing in this show. Like, they just bring up the things that I think we, as adults, have, like, forgotten Mm -hmm. about. And then when they bring them up, you're like... I thought I was the only one yeah. who like thought that way or yeah. noticed that and that this show is just full of things like this and I absolutely love that scene. I think there was an interview with Anna and Maya and they said we didn't write we don't write jokes like we really just talk about the cringe factor and it naturally is so funny. And as mm-hmm. the series goes on, I'll be honest, the first 3 episodes are not the episodes that I go back and rewatch. But they are the best at like setting up the awkwardness of what it was to be like a middle schooler and in that transition from elementary to a teenager where you're trying to discover like your hormones are changing, your sexuality, you're trying to figure out what kind of boy you like, you're trying to figure out, you know, for some people it's like, do I even like boys or do I even want to be in a relationship or all my friends have boyfriends and I don't want to have a relationship or I desperately want one and I can't because I'm so shy. And so Anna is up to bat. They're playing kickball. Her crush, Alex, is pitching and he rolls the ball. She kicks the ball and it hits Alex right in the face. Then the coach says, hey, take your victim to the nurse. So they go to the nurse and she's like, oh, your two best friends love my best friend. And she's like, you know, Brant is... What is I don't know what they – Brant's the worst, so I don't remember what they say is his, like, quality that – I don't know. But Dustin has an Dustin earring. Dustin has an earring. And then Alex goes, Dustin's a bitch. <laughs> and then that's, like, <laughs> Dustin is a bitch. Anyways, goes to class, tells Maya, you can't go out with Dustin. He's a bitch. This is my favorite line, too. Well, I have several in this episode. But my friend Jenna got me a sticker with this on it, and it's on my water bottle. But it's, like, uh, she goes – uh, Dustin's a bitch, but you know, and if 
if Alex doesn't like him, then I, I guess you could still go out with him, but we won't be able to like double date, even though she's clearly not dating Alex. And Maya goes, I don't know, maybe being with a bitch is the best thing for me. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you have a sticker with that? <laughs> maybe being with a bitch is the best thing for me. It's like the most ridiculous thing for a seventh grader to say and i yeah i absolutely love it so anyway she writes a note to brant that do you want to be my boyfriend yes or no circle maya ishi peters and then she shows it to anna saying do you think this is okay and then anna says wait actually you could say this and it's like was up <laughs> you like the letter you, you plus me. plus me question mark <laughs> and then m-i-p <laughs> In like a pink highlighter. And let me just tell you, that took me back to like AIM, which is, I know, another episode. It's like your favorite, one it's of your favorite my, episodes. It's my favorite episode is the instant messenger. Yeah. <laughs> and like all, all of those like shorthands. Anyway, yeah, they like pass it back. And then it like cuts to them leaving class, going out into the hall. And then both Brant and Dustin like run up. You know, Brant says, oh, Dustin wants to be your boyfriend and then Dustin's like no Brant wants to be your boyfriend and then Becca walks up and she's like guys you're being mean mm. just tell her they start saying you just and Maya and Anna are kind of standing there Maya's like what is that and she goes oh honey don't you know it means ugliest girl in school oh my gosh the acting just with her facial expressions of the one humiliation it's like the first day of school her best friend standing there, both boys that she's asked out are standing there. And like one of the most popular mean girls mm-hmm. is saying that. And then it cuts. It's just this cut to the bathroom. And again, we see that throughout this whole episode, Anna can see how in pain her friend is. And she's talking about how, you know, she's so beautiful. And, and then Maya is, you know, just inconsolable. And I don't know. It's really painful, I think. For people to talk about those kind of experiences. But I would say that probably all of us, all of the girls that I know have had some sort of experience like that, whether being called fat or ugly or stupid, or I don't even know what are the other in- other insults that boys give girls. And, and but then it's like you have to, or at least I did or, you know, or, or what Maya does. It's like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, ha, ha. And you, like, laugh it off yeah. because you don't want to look hurt. You're not going to cry yeah. in front of these yeah. people, even though you see, like, tears welling up in her eyes kind of before they yeah. went to the bathroom. I mean, that's so real and raw that I think <sighs> every woman, girl, I, I, I'm assuming, like, even a man in, in some ways, but yeah. definitely – even in you know middle school, high school, and just probably still as an adult, like someone will say something to you, and you don't want to look like they have gotten to you, and yeah. so you just laugh it off. But it really hurts. It really hurts, and I think you know, <laughs> and like they're in the bathroom, and Maya's just crying and just saying, you know, don't you know? Can't you get it through your thick head? Like to love me is the greatest insult, and. Anna says, well, then I guess I'm like the greatest fool of all. I've been insulted the greatest. And then they hug. And then they're at lunch. And this is the part that I also feel is so, it's hard because I think I participated in this. You're trying to deflect from this awful thing that was said about you. 
Um, whether it was, you know, what you looked like or maybe being a slut or whatever it is. I mean, mm-hmm. you or I never had that problem, I'm assuming. No. Okay. <laughs> I just thought, I know, I want to clear the air on that one, but that's a big theme that comes into the series. And, yeah. you know, they start naming other girls who are uglier and mm-hmm. like, well, why am I you just like, this girl's the ugliest, like she's way more ugly than I am. And then they start like laughing about it. But I remember doing stuff like that, you know, like, yeah trying to deflect it from me. And it's this, like, you're trying to make sure that it's okay. But anyways, they end up going to Shuji. Her brother. Yes. For advice. And the best is like the depiction of the eighth graders. Like they're just weird and doing like (laughs) dances and smoking weed and hacky sack. And I'm like, they're literally a year older than her. I know. Still in middle school. Still in middle school. He's like sitting on top of the table with all his friends around him drinking a surge. surge. For our listeners who may be in the 18 to 22 year old category, Surge is like Mountain Dew hopped up and they don't make it anymore. (laughs) And it was the drink of choice at sleepovers because you could Mm -hmm. stay up super late and it was nasty. So then they're like talking to him and she's like, you need to beat up these boys. They're calling me this. We forgot the one scene. So after they hear all of this, there's a cut. And it's Lifehouse and it's hanging by a moment. And it's just a close-up of Sam's face. And you can tell, like, this kid is the best actor of all of the kid actors, I think. <laughs> He's just looking at the lockers and it's this song. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it. And he just starts ripping down the signs that just are saying, like, Brant loves Maya and Dustin loves Maya. And it's clear that it's this little seed that's being put in place. Like, oh, Sam loves Maya. Uh-huh. And it's so beautiful because it's unspoken. He never sticks up for her. He never says anything like, no, you're beautiful because he's a classic middle school age boy. Oh, but the fact that it bothers him and he takes it down is just like the most endearing moment, I think, of the whole episode. So yeah. anyway, sorry, cut back to Shuji. And he's like, wait, they called you Yujis? Okay, I'm not going to fight a seventh grader, but I can teach you some things. So they start talking about like all these bad things about Brant that he's short. <laughs> They talk about his penis. His pen 15. His pen 15. His aardvark-shaped pen 15. And <laughs> so cuts to the the scene. They're out at the play, like out waiting for their mom to pick them up. You want to talk about this part? Yeah. So they're like, they're standing underneath this tree. There's a crowd forming around them. And it's so awkward because like Maya doesn't quite know what to do or what to say it's almost like she's stumbling over her words her insults yeah. to brant she just keeps calling my aardvark <laughs> yeah it's like oh you have an aardvark and he's like no i have a dog but <laughs> but then it's building and she's like getting more confident in her insults i guess and then oh my gosh she takes it a little too far because she mentions the reason his dad died was because he's this like midget kid with an aardvark penis <laughs> which <laughs> absolutely makes no sense and everyone is like Maya, that was too far that was yeah. too much and it's so uncomfortable and then you hear the horn honking and Maya's like it's your mom let's go and Maya's got this rolly backpack and they just like <laughs> t- hightail it to the car and it's just so great and then the next is 
you know, they're on the phone. And this is where a lot of the show takes place is in their bedrooms and they're mm-hmm. each on their own phone. And you really did talk to your friends on the landline. Like that was how you debriefed for the day. And she's like, did I take it too far? And Anna's like, well, maybe, you know. And then as she's talking her, she sees a note under the door. And I think this is such a tender moment as well. Her brother just says, like, I'm proud of you and, you know, burn this after reading, basically. And then he (laughs) provides her with a map. And Mm -hmm. so the next day in school, Maya and Anna are going to the map and they it takes them to this boy's bathroom where from like 1980 all the way till 2000, there's a different girl named under this title of Eugis. And that part is so I think that that part sets up this other theme in this show of the trash that is boys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the fact that at such a young age, we as women give boys this power yeah. um, to define who we are and to tell us our worth. And I like to think that that's changed, but as I've been in middle schools, it hasn't, it's still the same. Yeah. And And speaking of that, I mean, not just middle schools. I mean, I even have a little story that a few weeks ago, I asked my high schoolers, we do like a a warm up every day. And every Monday, I do a a mindfulness Monday, like reflective prompt, not, you know, math related. And one of the prompts that I gave them was, how do people view you? And why do you think that is? Which, I mean, that's a pretty raw you know, question. And I, I do kind of read them, but like no one else reads them. Another question I asked another week was when have you felt like the most confident? And so many girls have responded that people view me as so-and-so's girlfriend. And then other times, you know, when did I feel the most confident? It was when I dressed up and I had nice makeup on and everyone told me I was pretty, which also I enjoy, you know, dressing up. It makes me feel good. I like nice clothes. Sometimes I like, you know, wearing makeup and like looking good, but also I've kind of been trained to, to think that that is good for me. But then just reading that, that's, it was so more, I mean, boys are like, oh, on my soccer team, we scored and everyone cheered for us. And then the girls are saying, people told me I was pretty. Yeah. And so you're, I mean, yes, I would also hope that things have changed since 2000, but they haven't. And I don't know when they will or how they will. I think it changes from women telling young girls that those things don't matter. Mm -hmm. And also mothers talking to their sons and fathers talking to their sons. Yes. Um, And I remember being really hard on my brothers and Mm -hmm. saying like, don't, ever even if you don't think a girl is pretty like never ever comment on like what she looks like or don't make her feel bad if she's like not your type you don't have to Mm -hmm. make somebody feel bad just because you're not attracted to them and Mm -hmm. I look at like I think that I feel really strongly about this that this is something that's set in our minds at a really young age and what a boy does and what they say has impact on how you view your worth. I mean, I've Mm -hmm. done years of therapy about like how to deconstruct this construct of like my worth is wrapped up in how somebody views me physically. But I, I just, I, I find that scene so 
heartbreaking because you know that 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 year for that girl whose name is on there, she Mm -hmm. was called the ugliest girl in school for that whole entire year. So Maya takes a razor and she scratches her name out. And it's such a small thing, but it is also very empowering, I think. I don't know. As they're leaving, this just sets up this beautiful piece. And I get emotional during this scene every single time I watch it. I got emotional in it today when Maya, you know, they're walking and they've got their arms linked and, um, you know, Maya stops and Anna says, what's going, what's wrong? And she goes, I can't do this. I can't do seventh grade. I can't do it. You should Mm -hmm. go on without me. You'll have a better time. Like, I'm just going to hold you back. And the way that Anna just looks at her and the acting is so beautiful because it's these two women who've clearly tapped into their 13 year old selves. And she says, Maya, you are my actual rainbow gel pin in a sea of blue and black writing utensils. Like I can't do seventh grade without you. And just the, the one, the throwback to a rainbow gel pen, which was like, I had that for every yearbook that I had signed. Like, Hey, can you sign my yearbook? And it's like a rainbow gel. Like anyways, she goes, okay. You know, and then they go, okay, we're going to do this together. And then it's three, two, one. And before they even take that step, TLC's unpretty is like playing. Have you ever listened to the words to that song? Yes, I have. Oh, listeners, please go stop the podcast or just wait till you finish and go and listen to that song because let me tell you, it is so oh, just like, why do you get to tell me that I'm unpretty? Why do you get to like be the person that makes me feel like I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. And boy, oh boy, I wish I could like get boys and girls who are mean to understand like what their words do to an individual their entire life. And also if someone (laughs) insults you by the way that you look, um, like, thank you, Captain Obvious. Like, (laughs) or like, if you call me fat, like, hi, welcome to the party. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry. A real insult really digs at somebody's personality. (laughs) behavior and things like that which this is terrible it's like come on get better insults but it's like again who even decides what is or is not pretty or a value boys middle school boys but also thousands and thousands of years even though beauty standards have changed over those years man i would have been awesome back in the day (laughs) you're awesome first of all autumn you're gorgeous and amazing and so smart. And I, I think why I love it so much is it really makes me think about 13-year-old Brittany, who was so painfully shy and so mm-hmm. insecure. And my friend said this to me today. And she's like, you know, I've heard this before where it's be the adult you you needed as a kid, treating yourself with this like kindness and this love and this compassion and that like child inner child work. I always picture the Brittany who is like stood in the mirror and tugged on her clothes and made sure that like, you know, everything fit and that nothing was glaringly out of place so that I could just fly under the radar. Mm -hmm. And that to me is so sad because Brittany now, no, (laughs) Anna Marie now, no. If I want to wear a crop top, I'm going to wear a crop top. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be too worried about it. And so that's basically it for the pilot episode. And yeah. So anyways. So of the two, Maya and Anna, mm-hmm. who do you relate to the most? I go back and forth. I probably relate to Maya with my insecurities. 
Um, but I think I had more of the Anna's personality. So I was mm. quieter um, mm-hmm. into the music stuff. But I did have self-esteem, like major self-esteem issues as a kid. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I'm definitely an Anna. I was an Anna. I think I still am an Anna. Yeah. Um, but probably Anna. <laughs> Anna Marie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, definitely an Anna because – I mean, I was like really close with, you know, I had a best friend or I had other close friends and I wasn't much of a, the instigator like I like I see Maya is in this show yeah. more so. Not that Anna doesn't ever, you know, yeah. start something, but it seems like Maya is like the the leading force and then Anna's like totally there, yeah. totally part of it, but kind of following. And I have seen myself more as like a follower like that, but also, you know, have my opinions and stuff. Yeah. Even though <laughs> I could definitely be the person to be in front of a class and do an Ace Ventura pet detective impression. A hundred percent. And I would be <laughs> Anna laughing really hard in the classroom, trying to get everybody else to laugh at it. Cause it yeah. is funny. Um, I want to put out a little bit of a disclaimer. This is not the show for everybody. Yeah. There are a lot of mature parts that talk really graphically and very uncomfortably about imbalance of like a power dynamic in a relationship between Mm -hmm. like a young boy and a young girls, people being taken advantage of sexuality, discovering different things. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of cursing, which I think can bother some people, but it's not for everybody. However, if this is the kind of show for you, I think you'll love this show. Let's talk about the reviews. Are you ready for that? Yes, please. Okay, so IMDb's overall review was 8.1. Oh, that's like the highest of the shows that we've watched pretty much. It's pretty high. Yeah. Yes. The pilot episode had a rating of 7.5. Which, that makes sense to me. It's it's a little bit slower. We don't know the characters yet. We don't know all the back characters that really build in this, like, mm-hmm. love for the show. Season one on Rotten Tom- Tomatoes, their average tomato meter from critics was 97%. Wow. And it was 100% for season two. <gasps> the average audience score is 86%. Hmm. So to me, I was like, you know, people either really, really love this show or maybe they don't get it. Maybe they were the popular kid. They don't relate to the show. So I can see why there would be like, this is the show for the underdog in middle school. Anybody who felt like they didn't have a place, but they had a person. I think Mm -hmm. this is what the show is for. A couple of ratings. Uh, This is Buffed Film Buffs by Lydia Smith. She says, if middle school is the armpit of your life, then revisiting it as an adult is a deep dive into the sweatiest, most claustrophobic years of cerebral development. (laughs) (laughs) It's a show that reached into my deepest, darkest insecurities, provoked them, and then comforted me by saying, it's okay, because we felt that way too. Isn't that Mm -hmm. so well said? Yes. Yes. Um. The New Yorker Rachel Syme said, if you, like me, are a millennial and a recovering social reject, watching Erskine and Conkle relive relive seventh grade can feel alternately wistful and triggering. Mm -hmm. The show pays loving and amusing attention to Y2K era teen obsessions, Joker necklaces, Sarah Michelle Gellar, wild things, 
AOL Instant Messenger, which we haven't talked about that episode and we won't, but that's my absolute favorite episode. <laughs> um, it's also unsparingly depicts the psychosocial dynamics of adolescence when clicks and cattiness can whittle away at kids and especially girls' self-esteem. So as you can tell, I'm extremely biased to the show. It has a special <laughs> place in my heart. And so let's go ahead and do our own ratings. Mm-hmm. Again, we are going to rate on acting soundtrack, um, the script, and the makes you want to watch it more category. Okay, (laughs) go ahead, Ani. So acting out of five flames for Mm -hmm. our pilot lights, I honestly would give about a three out of five. And that's fairly low for me. And I think it's because not not that Maya and Anna are the ones that are making it lower because they're the main characters. It's so awkward for me to watch these like younger kids. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the kids are, are very new to acting. This might even be their first gig. I don't know. It just seems it seems new and it's awkward. So uh, to me, it's a three out of five. But okay. maybe someone else thinks that it's higher. Yeah. Um, soundtrack definitely five out of five Mm -hmm. the songs that are chosen and we've already mentioned some of these songs already the songs that are chosen are so nostalgic for me they are perfectly placed in the episodes the moment that anna and maya take a step like the song starts it's so perfect um and just fun to listen to as well just like the classic like the pop classics from you know 2000s late 90s script out of five flames probably four and a half um the reason it's not five i guess sometimes it's hard for me to give extremes (laughs) like i feel like it could always be better but i think overall in this pilot episode the dialogue is so good i mean even the little things that they say the likes and the ums i mean every single word is is good um, and just like the situations that are written about and that they mm-hmm. portray are good. Again, it's not a five because I just think it could just improve. Makes me want to watch it more. Four out of five. And you've already mentioned this. This show isn't necessarily for everyone. Yeah. I think if you're, you know, 28 to 38 years of age, I think it's the most applicable to you, maybe give or take a few years. And definitely, like you mentioned, how like if this wasn't your situation in school, you don't really, you can't really like relate. Yeah. yeah. And um, and some of the things are like so cringy to watch, but because they're real, you know. Yeah. And I mean, we've watched it with some other people. Um, yeah. I've watched it with a few other people because I had so much fun watching it with you, and because of you, that mm-hmm. I would show it to other people, and they're mm-hmm. like okay yeah and so anyway um to me four out of five because it's like i could do without it you know but also hulu is just gonna keep going to the next one so if you sit there it'll Mm -hmm. probably be higher i think overall it'll probably average to like a four or 4.5 overall that's really good i I don't want to be the person that's like, when I love a show, everything's five flames out of five flames. I will, I think that the acting, um, I'm going to disagree. I think that the awkwardness of the fact that they don't know how to act makes it even more realistic. 
So for me, I think that the acting um, category, I'm going to give like four and a half out of five. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Maya and Anna, it's like five out of five, obviously. And mo- mm-hmm. all of the adults, it's five out of five. And Sam, five out of five. But some of the other actors, it takes <laughs> them a bit of time to get into some of their different roles. Um, so yeah. I'll say four and a half out of five flames, which is okay. hard for me because I do want to say five. Soundtrack, five. I feel like you and I, it's either we love it or we don't love it. Um, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with all of the songs. It only gets better as the series goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, script, I think it's oh, near perfect. Honestly, like I, I love how just like little things that they say, the different y2k things (laughs) that they bring in like the next episode they bring in sylvania like toys and my friends and i definitely played with those when i was in sixth grade and so like just little things and the outfits and the rolly backpacks and like the platform sandals and like just silly stuff so like for me the script and also the dialogue is so great i'm gonna also say five out of five i'll agree with you so um making me want to watch it more i think this pilot episode is so great i don't know if it's great enough for everybody to make them want to watch it more so Mm -hmm. i will say 4.5 out of five overall i'm gonna give this show five flames out of five flames because (laughs) i love it so much but also because i think that it can even though it's not for everybody for those that it is for i think it is such a beautiful and hilarious and touching depiction of what it was like to be an adolescent in the early 2000s and late 90s. Um, just this like awkwardness, but also loyalty and and trying to figure out who you are. And so that's that is my that is my rating. I'm gonna say overall five out of five. <laughs> Okay. I think I did that. You, knew that. you knew that was gonna be the case. So thank you. Um I, this was the show, my first show that I like when you and I talked about the podcast, like what we wanted to do, I've like said from day one that this show's over. Like there's only, you know, two seasons. There's mm-hmm. one season and then there's a half of a second season. And then after COVID, the second half of season two dropped. So overall, yeah. I think there's only 20 something episodes and it is so great. Like it is, I can't say how much I love it enough. So thank you yeah. for like you know, letting me go down why I love this show so much. And hopefully we can get some people. And if you do love the show, let us know. Um, if you mm-hmm. have any questions on like, Hey, I like this, but I may be worried about content. I will guide you through different episodes. You can skip. Yes. <laughs> if she's done want. that for me and other friends too. Yes. So it is my favorite show. So thank you for, for watching it. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad we could talk about it. Cause yeah. I know. I mean, it's clear how much you like it and how, how, you know, influential it can be and how comforting it can be for people. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be informative, even for those who like didn't experience, you know, these types of situations. It, I mean, it, it just shows like bullying in school and you can like, maybe we should show it to a bunch of boys and saying, hey, you need to watch yourself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to, to take care of, you know, each other and your girls. So anyway, yeah. this was great. Thanks yeah. so much. Of course. All right. We want to talk about what we're doing next week. Yeah. I'm excited for next week. I know this is, even though we have been alternating of like your pick and my pick, I feel like next week is kind of like a mutual thing that we both mm-hmm. came up with. And 
it's going to be like a special episode because next week our topic is ghosts the show mm-hmm. and there are two versions of this show there is i guess the original british version like bbc um from a few years ago called ghosts and then now there's an american version i think it came out maybe last year it's yeah. pretty recent um it's on like paramount plus so we are gonna watch both episodes and and talk about them together and how they like mesh and and anyway so if you want to check it out the british version we're accessing it on hbo max and then the american one is on um, paramount plus so you can either watch it beforehand and then listen as we talk about it or you know listen to us and then move on yourself whatever it's gonna be so fun and i want to say really quick so we um again are available on spotify and I've been attaching questions to our episodes. So if you would like to respond to those questions on what shows you would like to watch next, or you would like us to watch next, I also want to say you are able to watch um, or listen to the episodes without having watched the show first. I've had a few friends say like, oh, I can't, I haven't watched this one because I haven't seen the show yet. And if you want to watch the show first, totally fine. If not, also we are entertaining hopefully enough that you'll still want to watch the show. So thanks to everybody. We have officially over 50 um, subscribers, I guess, because now Mm -hmm. we can do ads. So Mm -hmm. that'll be fun once we figure out how to do that. (laughs) So, yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks everybody for listening and we will see you next week. Okay. See you. Okay. Bye. That's right. And just so you know, the pilot... What? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's do that again.